0: Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are joined by nobody, it's just me. Uh, Luna the Adorable is on the couch looking at me um, with love and affection, which is just wonderful, uh, because she's such an adorable puppy. Um, And today, I'll admit, it's probably going to be a shorter episode, and it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, Today's episode is about social work. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not going to be bagging on it, but I will be sharing uh, my experiences with it. Um, and dear listener, I don't know if any of you are potential um, social workers or if you know any social workers or if you're thinking about becoming an SSW student. Um, but this this might be for you and it still might be something you can enjoy even if you're not, um, if you work with people, there still might be, you might relate to some of this. So I am non-licensed, uh, because to get the, the license, it's something ridiculous, like 450 bucks a year. Um, and that's money I don't have. Um, I went to, I've been in the social work or social ministry field, uh, for about 10 years. Or 10 plus years actually of my life Um, I started going to school for social service work uh, in 2007 I went to George Brown College Um, I didn't have the best experience so I'm not slamming on George Brown right now but I I, I just want to share my experience it wasn't good the first year was great, I learned a lot. The second year, I didn't. Um, and there was just some issues there with uh, things we we were being taught were not lining up with the uh, actions of some of the faculty and some of the program heads. Um, but again, this was strictly my experience, um, not at all like George Brown entirely. Um, and I'm sure this wasn't everybody's experience. But it, it was a conflicting one, um, I did learn a lot there and actually through my first year is where I got my uh, my first job in the field, which was at Touchstone Youth Center, uh, a youth shelter that unfortunately no longer exists, um, my placement there was really, really good, uh, they gave you no no chance whatsoever to, uh, <laughs> um, to turn things down. And I, I mean that in the best possible way. I've worked on the three to 11 and you had to dive in. Touchstone was a house of 32. Um, there were 32 homeless youth that, that lived there. It was a shelter for both men and women. Um, and the youth were aged 16 to 25. So, it, it was a wide age range. Um, and on the 3 to 11, once you got past like 5 p.m. Uh, or actually 6, once you got past 6, there was no other staff except for the two evening staff, maybe the occasional manager, um, and and whoever were there as students. So you didn't – you couldn't say no to, to a lot or take your time. Now – if it was something you really did feel uncomfortable or really wasn't safe, of course, they didn't force you to do anything. Um, they didn't look at you poorly if you didn't do anything. Um, it was just the reality of where you were at that at times you you would just make those calls on your own. Um, and they would support you in that. It was really a great place to work, um... <laughs> One of the first experiences I had there Was within my first month of placement um, A 21 year old male Came back high on ketamine And he had been discharged And he was looking to deck A 17 year old girl Who felt it was her fault For getting him discharged So I'm in the back I'm, cl- I'm just mopping the dining area And I see this guy Coming around the corner I'm near him, and I see him, like, beelining toward this girl and cocking his fist. Now, I'm a student. I hadn't been trained yet, so I could have just not done anything. But in my head, I'm like, this this is going to go south. Like, the guy is going to deck her. Um, so I reacted. I just grabbed his arm and held it as much as I could. <laughs> and then he's turning to me, like, what the, what the F you doing? Um, I'm not going to say what he said, but you, you heard the letter, so you get the idea. Um, and then thankfully Rob, uh, big Rob was nearby and then he, he escorted the man out. Um, yeah. And that's the thing, like, uh, going in Toronto, I had been trained through something called UMAB, um, stuff where it's like you get trained so you can Restrain and stop fights without hurting somebody. Because um, the thing was, in shelters, fights happened. Um, there was another time, I can't remember the second time I had to break up a fight um, by restraining somebody. <laughs> uh, the third time, uh, youth had come in, uh, they were intoxicated, and uh, thankfully she was fine, but, um, the guy, he was trying to get in um, so he could get a bed, but as he was intoxicated and causing up a ruckus, he knocked over, um, a pregnant girl. Thankfully she was okay. Nothing happened to nothing happened to the baby. But of course the person was, uh, she was angry. The person, her boyfriend, her fiance was very angry. Um, uh, me and my shift partner, we had to react fast so we we just looked at each other and nodded uh and he went high and i went low and we just dived at him and we were holding him down on the ground and then there were three other st there were students around and they're just like all looking confused because this had to happen and it happened so fast and we're just suddenly like all right you take the like you take that group into the room. You take everybody else to the back and you take the couple into the office. And then we had to hold the guy until he was calm. He did calm down and then we let him go. Um, That's not everything that happens in social work. It's just some of the fun stories. There's many less fun stories and many less uh, fun experiences that I won't share. Um, some, Some I will where the thing is in this field, Uh, it is, it's a rough field. Like you do a lot of good work, a lot of needed, absolutely necessary, uh, necessary and needed. I know I said that already, but it's just to emphasize, um, work, sorry about that noise. Um, but it's, it's rough. Um, you'll, you're working with people going through some of the worst times uh, of their lives. So you will get, uh, <laughs> you will get threatened. Um, I was threatened by numerous youth. I've been threatened by numerous adults. Um, actually one time I got threatened by uh, the police, uh, for doing my job. That's not a statement on all police. Cause I know not all police are jerks. Uh, some police are honestly just doing their job and, making sure people are obeying the law. Um, and they're not being giant jerks about it. Um, this cop was, this cop was, uh, behaving like Denzel Washington in training day. Um, and yeah, he, he threatened me and he threatened funding to the shelter. Um, and then later his partner, uh, my boss called the Sergeant cause him and the Sergeant were, were friends. And they were like, yeah, that guy's not coming back here anytime soon. And then the guy actually came in, a, um, not the officer that did it, but his, his sergeant came and apologized. Um, yeah, you get some, it's, it's, it's interesting and it's rough. So yeah, let's, let's go into it a bit. Um, if you're ever at all thinking about becoming a social worker, I do recommend it. Um, but I just want to make some things clear ahead of time. Uh, something that Uh, My boss there, Anthony, uh, and I appreciate it so much more because it's nothing I learned in school, but I I did find it more accurate. Again, not trying to slam school, but just I do think experience, especially in this field, um, is very, very necessary. Um, Anthony was straight up where he's like, look, burnout is not anything that it's not it's not something that you might be able to put off Uh, as in it might never happen uh, burnout will happen. Burnout is an inevitability. Uh, it will happen and chances are it'll happen multiple times. Um, sorry, sorry. One sec. I've got a frog in my throat. (sighs) Bengali spice tea. Really good. Um, yeah, burnout will happen. So you need to come up with strategies that's going to be good for you and your self-care. As I said earlier, Uh, You're working with people going through some of the roughest times of their lives. You will bend over backwards. You will do everything within your power and then some to do things for your clients, to help improve their situation, to help them, and you will get crapped all over by those clients. Uh, In the case of the shelter, there was a time where a youth had been ridiculous um, and... Like, I, I battled for this kid, I, like, opened up stuff for him, I, I, like, got everything in a row for him, and then I mentioned it to him, and then he dogs me out in front of his friends. It's, it's a very thankless field. You will encounter people who genuinely appreciate it, and they make it worth it. But I don't want anybody who's thinking of going into the field... Um, or who doesn't know much about the field to think like, oh, it's just everybody's happy and everybody's supportive. No, <laughs> that's not the case. You will find those supports with your coworkers, with your friends, hopefully with your management. Um, that's not always the case. I, I hate to say it, but that's not always the case. But there are places you work where you will get that amazing support. From your coworkers and your management, and they make it so much more bearable. Um, I had a recent experience where uh, me and a coworker had done—we're well, not a recent, but a more recent—experience um, where me and a coworker had done so much uh, for this for this one youth. Um, We'd done so much. We had we had worked hard. We had done everything, and then it came to our attention through a different manager contacting our manager that they were dogging us um that that youth was talking like crapping all over us and just going off about how we never do anything and uh, we're always missing appointments and all that jazz when none of that was true um and it's it, it is super frustrating and that's, that's kind of the catalyst for why I want to do this episode in a way. Um, just because it's just, it is a reality of the field. It is thankless. Um, you will get thrown under the bus by your clients and at times by your coworkers. Um, that has not, the, the coworkers part has not been my experience in any recent place that I've worked for. I want to make that absolutely clear. None of my coworkers at my current agency or a recent agency that I've worked at have thrown me under the bus. They were nothing but encouraging and supportive. Uh, but other places I've worked, other places friends have worked, uh, that has not been the case. Um, yeah. If, if it seems like I'm being negative on the field right now, I'm not trying to be. Um, it's I'm just trying to be, uh, I guess brutally transparent (laughs) um but not not in the jerk way um but i just i've met people who have come in to the field and not known what they were getting into uh and real like somehow they they like it's great when you have good experiences and that they do make it all worth it but you need to know um what is coming and what is likely coming just so you can prepare um, cause it, it, you can prepare yourself t- for someone to throw you under the bus. You can prepare for a client to chew you out, even though you've done everything you possibly can. Um, there's a lot of things you can prepare for, but if you don't know that's coming, that that's going to be rough. Um, yeah. So some of the other experiences I've had is I, I would say a little bit of a suggestion would be, um, actually, no, this is kind of a question, but it would be a suggestion, Sometimes people think when you're going into social work um, that you need to have, let's say, left-leaning politics. You need to be a liberal, or should we say, um, or you need to, in Canada, you need to vote NDP or further left to be a social worker. Um, I would not say that's the case. Um, I know plenty of people who are conservatives, but are really really good social workers they're in this social work slash social ministry field they're in it because they care um for christians there's a biblical mandate to care for the poor the downtrodden um the neglected and for a number of christians they're just following that that biblical mandate and that's great um but unfortunately you will encounter some others who are like, if you don't vote the way I do, I, I don't think you should be in this field, or I don't think you should be at this agency. Um, I've actually heard youth be like, if I find out someone votes conservative, I'm going to try to get them fired. Or if I find out someone's a evangelical Christian, I'm going to try to get them fired, or something like that. You, you hear a lot. Um, get ready for a lot of your stuff to be challenged um get ready for a lot of rough experiences get ready for some really good ones too uh the work where you actually where you do work with a client and you actually see them your your role is to try to help empower them to get them away from the what they're what they're stuck in now you're trying to help someone grow give them skills so they can grow themselves be getting an apartment getting a job turning things around um when you see it it is wonderful. it is absolutely wonderful but you will get some of those experiences as I've said, I've heard a youth say if you if I hear someone say this, I will try to get them fired. I've heard youth accuse other youth of heinous things that I know for a fact didn't happen um at times th- this is where it gets this is where it gets tricky but uh, I've heard a youth, uh, this is, I struggle with this because I've heard a youth say, like, if I, if I hear a staff say he doesn't believe somebody or they don't believe this person who's a, a public figure, for example, uh, as it's happening right now, uh, when someone is accused of rape, they're like, if I hear someone support the accuser, like, I'm going to go complain to the boss and try to get them fired. That, it, to me, these situations aren't as black and white based on. The experiences that I've had, I've been in the room with a client, with two clients. They weren't aware I was there. But I've heard the female client say to the male client, um, "If you don't do this for me, I will tell them that you raped me." And I've heard that more than once. So it's it's difficult. Um, it is challenging. It th- this field, I think. ...does challenge you in numerous ways. Um, (laughs) When you... You'll encounter students... um, ...and youth alike who will have... I'm not trying to say this demeaningly... ...but just to give an example... ...who will have a very social justice warrior mentality and attitude... ...where it's you have to believe all people... ...and you have to support all victims... ...and you have to side with someone automatically... Um, if someone is accusing of someone of an injustice like you automatically side with them, especially if it's a a, a certain type of person. Um, and that is not always the case. Now it is the case a lot of the time. I'd never deny that and I'm not even remotely trying to say that in this particular example that all sexual assault stuff, Uh, accusations are false. That is not even remotely close to accurate. Um, That not all rape allegations are false. That is not even remotely close to accurate. A lot of those allegations are absolutely demonstrably factually true. But when you come across, as it's happened more so for me lately, when I'm coming across youth and students who are like, no, every accusation is A thousand percent true, and then we need to do whatever we can to get this person removed. That you can't do that. Um, and it's not always true. It has been more than one time, some more recently than others, when I've been in the room and I've heard that kind of thing happen where if you don't do this, I'll say that you did this. Or someone saying, like, oh, they absolutely did this to me. They did this, they did this, when they weren't even around the other person when they're claiming this happened and i don't even mean like off by a minute i mean that person was there all that week and they were away a week um and they're citing it happening like in that space where it's too many things to be like oh you're just misremembering like it's no they were out for that person's they were out for that person um it does. It, it absolutely happens. So, that that's something that will happen. That's something that will challenge you. But the other thing is, as you see all this really rough stuff, um, stuff that will shake you, stuff that will challenge you, the thing is, you still... Like, you need... To, you'll be challenged, but you need to not let that jade you. Um, I, I honestly think, like, you you... You're experiencing some of the some people, as I've said a couple of times, going through the worst times of their lives. Um but they need you and the workers there to not be in that exact same place. Um if they see you treating others um or treating them like they might be treating others, that's not what they need. And also, that's not your job. That's not what you're supposed to do. Um yeah, it's frustrating when a youth can basically not not actually spit in your face, but cuss you out and they might get put on a limitation or discharge for a day, whereas if you did that, that would like you'd be fired, um, and charged. That can be frustrating, but also at the same point, like, you're the professional. Um, you've gone through some training and they don't need a street person in there with them. They need someone who can have this happen in front of them and to them and still be serviced with a not immediately in that moment with a smile but still with a helping hand um that that like they need that the youth the adults everybody need that it's 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 a challenging field um, but it is very very worthwhile uh, some of the other experiences I'll, I'll be straight up with you is I've had so much more death in my life since becoming a social uh, a social service worker minus the title um, <laughs> so no trademark or anything like that or a not not registered if you will um, or being involved in social ministry. And you will see people sometimes doing even more terrible things. Uh, when I was at the food bank, you'd see people scamming. You'd see people abusing others. But that does not mean you're right off the field. Not everybody who accesses the services and does things are doing. It's not a, well, this person's doing it, so they're all doing it. That's not even remotely true or remotely accurate. Um, I know I'm focusing on some of the negative experiences, but like I said, it's just to one, share, uh, because one, it's it's kind of therapeutic, <laughs> truthfully, um, and then two, if anybody's listening who is a student, or is thinking about becoming a student, or is has been in the field, it's, you share these stories, like you do, and it, it's good to share them, because sometimes just sitting with them, it's rough. Um, <laughs> we're all dealing with our own stuff and then we're working in a place where we're dealing and supporting other people through their stuff at times you just need to talk about it <laughs> and it, they can just make for for crazy stories um one one thing i've often have to remember for myself is like today's cra- today's Crappy day is tomorrow's crazy story that you and your coworkers will laugh about. Um, Just being like, oh my gosh, like, dude, this happened last night. And you're just laughing at the absurdity of what you had to do. And then they're laughing too because they've had to do the same. But when you're doing all that stuff, at the end of the day, there are good rewards. It's not all bleak. It's not all rough. There might be weeks, days or weeks where it feels like no good is coming from it. But that's not the case. Your clients, even if they're not directly your clients, will see the good work you're doing with others. And I've had youth and others come back to me later and say thank you uh, for how you treated me even when I was being a total jerk. It It, it is worth it. It's just it's just rough. Um, yeah, so th- those are some of the experiences um, and some of the thoughts I've had where... I would recommend, though, uh, (laughs) Gage, even with other workers, like, I'm not saying this to cast any stones, I will be a thousand percent honest, Uh, the team I work with right now at, uh, at The Rock, where I work, is amazing. Um... They're so supportive and so good and such good people. And I love the people I work with on the housing team. Uh, we've become really good friends. And other people I've worked with who have come through as staff or students I've developed great friendships with. Um, but that being said, it I'd say be, be careful until you know other people before you start necessarily sharing. Uh, because you will encounter... Other staff who are like, Oh, did you hear what so and so from this place said? And I'm not meaning it in an us versus them way at all, but that does tend to happen at times more so if you're coming from a Christian agency. If you're coming from a Christian agency, you can be looked at from other people with suspicious eyes, like, Oh, you're just here to evangelize, or Oh, you're here to not support the LGBT youth, or clients or anybody like that like why are you really here um or even or if you're if you're someone who publicly identifies as conservative um or even if you just disagree with the, the the status quo or the over the prevailing politics of well sometimes where you work but also just in general um i'd say get to know be very careful who you, get, uh, who you share things with. Get to know them first, and then you'll learn who you can share with. And then you can forge some great friendships with people. Um, that's, that. yeah, no. Oh, hi, Luna. Luna came over to give me supportive kisses. So the next little bit, I did want to focus a little bit more on the Christian side. Um, sorry, one sec. Oh my gosh, seriously, that Bengali spice tea is so good. <clears throat> I've been fighting off a, a cold for like a week and it's just so nice. Um, so for the Christians, I've been asked by a couple Christians like, hey how how sorry, give me one sec. Luna wants to be let outside. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. So this next, uh, small section is going to be generally focused towards, uh, Christians a little bit more. So, um, I've had some conversations and people, uh, talk to me and ask kind of like, Hey, so how, I don't want it to seem like I'm like, Oh, I'm so smart and all that. That's, that's not what this is. This is just my genuine, uh, belief and experience. Um, kind of ask like, well, how do you, how do you do this? Or, um, like working with the the people that you work with and <laughs> it, just certain attitudes where it's like, oh, when I do that, that could be a great avenue to do this. And, th- um, and by this, I mean like, oh, I could evangelize and all that. And that, that I'm going <laughs> to kind of stop that person there. Um, I've got no, no beef whatsoever with Evangel evangelizing, uh, with sharing the word, sharing your faith. But, uh, if you're working in social work, it's not always just like, Oh, Hey, I get a bunch of people that I can evangelize to. That's, that's not what they're there for. Now you can a thousand percent share your faith. Um, but again, you need to look at the situation. You need to look at the client and you need to figure out as you get to know this client and as you build rapport, what how the conversation and how that sharing is potentially going to be beneficial. Will it be beneficial? Now, I know to the Christian, to all of us were like, well, yeah, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior is only a good thing. But <laughs> um sometimes if you just go out and out like that to a client who Many haven't had good experiences with the church, or with people of faith. That's not going to be. That's not going to be heard. Uh, the good news that you're hoping to share is not going to be heard. Uh, the way you present it will most likely uh, offend them. So, and I mean beyond. I don't mean like oh you did something like you lightly did something and then someone got really upset and offended. Um, because if that's the case, if you did truly nothing wrong and the other person's offended, in my opinion, that's a thousand percent on them. Um, but if it's just out of nowhere for no reason, with no context, no conversation, um, not an avenue where that would have been appropriate to share, then, yeah, no, you're, you're gonna upset some people. Um, a number of clients that I've worked with have had really frustratingly tragic experiences with people people of faith, people from the church and with the church. Um and and that that's really frustrating to me as a believer. Um it's really frustrating to me as a human being. Um and as a Christian working in social work. <laughs> um so I'd say like it's not that you can't, but you need to be very intentional um and critical, and by critical I mean okay. For example, with one of with with a youth, um, we, we like I've worked I've I've worked in virtually every place I've worked, um, even in like even in church ministry. Um, like you'll work with people of the LBGT, um, and that can be very sensitive. And I know that... Actually, I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. Um, like, it's, it can be a touchy topic. It can be a very touchy topic. And for good reason. Um, now, when I say that, I mean, I'm not saying you don't speak biblical truth. But you need to be... Look at how Jesus spoke biblical truth. And then look at your... Measure yourself. Measure the situation measure where you are, um, measure your tone. (laughs) So with one youth, after a while, after I had gotten to know them, they were of the LGBT. And then they asked me point blank, like, well, what do you think the Bible says about homosexuality? What do you think it says about this? At that time, uh, even though I knew them well, I'm like, okay, this is a bit of a gamble, but I was still able to share that I, that scripture identifies it as sin um, that scripture and what scripture says um, but then we had a great conversation about like look that doesn't mean that me as a person of faith is here to persecute you is here to hate you is here to just discriminate against you while taking no issue and saying nothing about anything else anybody else is doing Um, which had been that person's experience. Um, they had, they had, they had been at a church where, uh, their friends, a a number of their friends and other people they knew were like partying and doing a lot of drugs and all that. And the, uh, the youth pastor knew it, but they were the only one getting spoken to about the, about the sin they were, they were struggling with. Um, and that's not, that shouldn't be the case. And also, it's not my place as a social worker, especially as someone who I'm not friends with, to be like, you're sinning. Uh, that is not my place. And that's never what a social worker or a Christian should do with somebody who, it, it's different. There's biblical principle for when to call out sin and who should do it. Um <laughs> Sorry, I'm going down the rabbit hole a bit here. But that conversation ended up going really well. They understood. Um, and they, like, we've got a great um, rapport. We've got a really good rapport. Um, and they can joke around with me and they know I don't agree. But they they know I am there to support them and that I'm there to help them. And that's the thing. If you are a Christian thinking about getting in this line of work, but you're like, I don't know if I can. It's it, This isn't to pick on the LGBT but it is just an example of a people group who there have been in the past struggles with. Um, If you're like, I don't know if I can, I I don't think I could work with that group, then don't get into this field. Um, Or if you do, you need to be very, very careful about the agency you you work with. Like the thing is, you are going to be working with people who are doing so many things that you will personally disagree with. Um, and that this isn't just to the Christians uh, but the Christian example like uh, the easy example because we're on it is the LBGT um, but you will be you will as a Christian you will work with clients who will want to be polyamorous, who are polyamorous. you will be working with sex workers. you will be working with people who are <laughs> traffickers. Uh, you will be working with people who do so many things that you disagree with. Uh, if you can't work with somebody and support somebody you disagree with who is in need, you cannot work in this field. You absolutely cannot. And I'm not equating, just to make it clear, I am not equating being LGBT with someone who is a sex trafficker or traffickers drugs. That's not what I'm saying. It is just an example of, if you disagree with us You'll, I hope you hear my heart and I hope you get what I'm saying. And I really hope my words don't get twisted, uh, because I've worked with a number of wonderful clients who are part of the LGBT. I don't agree with the lifestyle scripturally. I don't agree with (laughs) what happens at the parade, but I wouldn't agree with that if it was the straight parade or any other kind of parade. I just don't need to see people being that overtly and openly sexual. Um, but you will still have great experience with these people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I guess back to the evangelism, the evangelism piece, like it's, it's not, <laughs> you're not the pastor and it's not a church. I'd say at that in there, show your faith through your deed, Throw, show your faith through your actions. um, Unfortunately speaking, as I've said, a lot of our clients uh, and the clients you might work with have had very negative experiences with people of faith and have had very negative experiences with the church. So if you off the bat are just like, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, um, that can actually put up some barriers. Now, no way, shape, or form am I suggesting hide your faith. Um, Far from it. But You can show your faith through your actions. And then you can pray for opportunities to share your faith in words. But it's easy to talk. It is easy to talk the talk. And so many of our clients are used to seeing someone talk the talk, but never actually following through with action or walking the walk, that they will be more surprised. And you can definitely express your faith through your actions. Um through supporting someone while not agreeing with them. Uh, I don't want to do the cliche of love the love the sinner, hate the sin, but look at how Christ served others, others that were biblically defined as sin, doing things that were defined as sin. Um, and I know the for a lot of Christians, uh, the follow-up to that is like, yeah, but then you can still say, go and sin no more. It's like, yeah, context, uh, you can, but you're probably not the person to do that. And pray that there will be someone that is, and that they can get to that place later. Okay, so that's kind of where I want to leave it. Um, I love, (sighs) I I, I do love my field. Um, I've been frontline for 10 years. I'm hoping to eventually move into a little bit more of a management uh, position. Um, And I do hope and pray you heard my heart. I'm not trying to disparage anybody of any people group. Um, but I do want to speak open and honestly as a Christian. Um, that being said, like, I'm not, as I said, I'm not here to be bigoted or treat anybody, um, as I wouldn't like to be treated. Um, so I hope that, I I do hope this was interesting. I hope this was helpful and I hope you heard my heart. And I also do really hope my words don't get twisted. Um, (laughs) Cause yeah, you need to, uh, in this field, like you will disagree with people. You will, your youth, your youth, your clients will constantly do things that will set you back, but you need to be there to support them. Um, I want to say no matter what, but there, there is a time and a place to be like, look, I'm going to hook you up with support, but it's no longer me. Um, and it's good to find that time and find that place. Um, because that's also very necessary that's and actually that'll lead me to the final reminder um if you're going if you've been in social work or in people work uh this even applies to if you're working at a church uh it is not all on you um you need to like one get rest yourself um two separate yourself uh work and work at home and home at home is very important uh it's extremely extremely important um it, when i lived with my my family uh sorry like i would come home and i'd be in a rough shape sometimes after after a shift and my family would want to ask questions about it and I knew it was frustrating for them, but I'm like, I'm not I'm not talking about it. Um, and Jill has been wonderful and supportive. I can be straight up like, today sucked. Um, but she won't ask me any details while I'm home. If we're out and about, that's different. Uh, and have, develop those friendships, uh, especially with your coworkers, where you can debrief. Debriefing is so necessary. Um, and people that you can just kind of Lay this stuff on. uh, Who can laugh with you. If you're... uh, And then also who can pray with and for you. um, Which is just also so necessary. But the thing is, it's not all on you. Uh, You can do everything you can for a client. And sometimes they'll take it. Other times they'll walk away from it. Other times they'll throw it back in your face. Um, A person's success or failure... Is not on you. It's not. It just. It just isn't. And you'll have to remind yourself because it will be upsetting when you see your client fall back down, uh, when you see them go into old habits, or when they are very rude to your face. Um, <laughs> but when they they'll be back, and then you can you can celebrate their their successes because those come too. It's it's not all bad. There's, it's not all good. It's a very, very rough field. But there is a lot of good to be done. Um, and if you're the right person in there, you can you can be used to do a lot of work. A lot of good work. Um, okay, I'm going to wrap it up there. I went on a little bit longer than I planned. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please, again, uh, understand my heart and don't get my words twisted. If you do have any questions... Uh, feel free to message me you can hit me up at uh on our email account at 2099 one cross street at gmail.com um that would be the best place if you're commenting on facebook you can send me a direct message there if you're on our instagram 2099 ocr um you can set, hit me up and send me a dm there if you have any questions all that being said i hope you enjoyed today's episode i really hope and pray you heard my heart um and i can't I can't overstate this enough. I hope my words don't get twisted because unfortunately that does happen. Um, when we're talking about really heavy things, you can you can have a reaction and then jump before you hear everything. Um, I'm guilty of doing that myself. Um, yeah, I, I hope this was good. I hope this was interesting. I love you guys. I'm praying for you guys. Um, keep me in prayer as I shared uh, last week, uh, come April 30, uh, sorry, not April 31st, come uh, a couple short weeks on March 31st. At this point, I'm still out of a job. (laughs) So please keep me in your prayers. Um, I'd love to stay in this field and I'd love to move or, or something in move back into church ministry. I'm trying to figure things out. Um, I do miss preaching. I, I miss preaching and, Uh, doing some of the stuff I did with Pape Youth Center. I really miss that. But I also do love this field and working with people. Um, as much as, as much as I hate people, not actually hate people, just I can't. (laughs) It's if you, if you work with people in any, any measure, I think you can relate to that. Um, okay. I'm rambling. All right. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you for your love, support, prayer, and encouragement. Hope you enjoyed and God bless my friends. Take care. Peace.